This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for January 13th, 2021. So I've been teaching a series entitled Progress on Purpose because this is a brand new year, right? And so I told you at the beginning of 2021, which is like a week ago, uh, that um, that we would experience new levels this year. And But for us to experience the new levels that God wants for us, we have to make progress on purpose. And so I told you that I was going to cover five areas of our lives that we need to make progress in, spiritually, financially, physically, internally, and externally. Uh, and then within those, I'm going to take my time. And so in the first one, in spiritually, I said I would cover three areas, a recommitment to the word of God a recommitment to hearing from God before you go make decisions and do stuff on your own, and then a recommitment to prayer. So that's where I'm at right now. So this is leveling up progress on purpose, leveling up your prayer life. As a believer, it's time for us to level up. We're going to level up our prayer life, and we're going to do it on purpose. We have to be intentional. So this is leveling up your prayer life, part three. Amen? All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Um, I laid the foundation. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump straight into it because I have a lot to cover today. So what does this mean for you today as it relates to leveling up your prayer life? I have six things to share with you in this morning. Now, this is no joke. I want you to rid yourself of all distractions, lock in. If you're taking notes, get ready to take notes. If not, watch it later. I do talk fast, so you might, you might want to just listen and receive. Six things. Number one, here we go. All right. So one of the key revelations of prayer is understanding how God's will for him is already done. So one of the key revelations for prayer, for you to pray effectively, you got to understand that when it comes to God's will, as it relates to God from his perspective, it's already done. So I've, I've taught this before, but I think it's important to, to explain it now as it relates to prayer. When God speaks to you, he speaks to you from what I call the position of the eternal now. Um, let me explain. So remember, God is in eternity and we are in time. And so when God speaks to us, he's speaking to us from the position of eternity. And so when God looks at you as an example, when God looks at you, okay, I'll just pick somebody on the stream right now, Wellington Johnson. All right, so Brother Johnson, when God looks at you, he sees you, your beautiful family, your beautiful girls. He sees you, your wife, your girls, and he sees your children's children right? He sees all of that. He sees the whole span of your life. He sees their lives. And so when God is working in you, he's actually trying to do something that may not happen for 10 years, 20 years. It may not happen in your girl, you know, until, you know, your girls are adults and you may be gone, right? So that's how big God is. So when God speaks to us, he's speaking to us with the benefit of knowing everything that we would ever do, and everything that he's going to do before he does it. <laughs> so think about how big that is, right? So conceptually, God knows everything. And so he knows everything he's ever going to do in our lives and in the lives of our children. He knows everything that we're ever going to do, right? And so when he speaks to us, he's speaking to us from the position of eternity. So I'll use Abraham as an example. When he speaks to Abraham, Abraham is 75 years old. 
God speaks to a man who's 75 years old and says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make your name great. Uh, through you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. You, you and your wife are going to have a baby. I know she's 65 and couldn't have any babies when she was 18, but she, she's going to have a baby. And through that baby, the whole world, the whole planet is going to be blessed. Now, I'm sure when God said that to Abraham, there's no way that Abraham and Sarah expected to wait 25 years for that baby. But 25 years is nothing to God. The Bible says in Psalms 90 and 4 that a thousand years are like one day, <laughs> right? So think about how big God is. 25 years was a lot to Abraham and Sarah, but it was nothing to God. So when God speaks to you, remember that from his perspective is already done. For him in eternity, from the perspective of eternity, he's already seen it happen. However, for you, you're now attempting to live out what God already revealed to you, what he already deposited down in your heart. And the fact that he revealed it to you, it is future to you, but it's past to him means that it's only a matter of time. For him, it's already done. For you and I who live not in eternity, but we live in time, it is most certainly a matter of time. So every promise that God has ever made to you shall come to pass in the earth, but it's only going to come to pass in God's timing. That's why I keep telling you that you, you must set your watch of expectation to God's clock of manifestation. So when God gives you glimpses uh, from eternity and he's given it to you down in your heart and you see yourself doing something you, that you haven't done yet, you see yourself opening up that business. You see the grand opening. You see yourself preaching to, to crowds. You see yourself, you know, running that, whatever it is that, that you're called to do. You, you could be a brick mason, a mechanic. You just opened up your shop, whatever, a lawyer, a doctor. When you see yourself you know, doing that and God has revealed it to you, God gave you the glimpse, just remember that now that revelation is key to your prayer because now you have to pray in accordance with what God already revealed because you're praying in accordance with what God already provided, All right? I'll keep explaining. Number two, after the thing about God is that his concepts are so huge that, and the, the reason why I take my time when I'm teaching something and I, and I show it to you from this perspective, that perspective, let's take a look at this verse. Let's take a look at this example. Let's take a look at this guy. Because honestly, uh, most people don't get it the first time. Most people don't get it the 10th time. That's why I take my time, right? So after all of this and you go, oh, finally I get it. So let's take a look at another verse. This is number two. God has past tense already given you every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus in heavenly places. This comes from Ephesians 1. So in Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 6, the Apostle Paul said this, Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in Christ, God has, has, past tense, given us every spiritual blessing in heaven. In Christ, he chose us before the world was made. Let me say that again. He chose you before the world was made. He chose you, he chose us in love to be his holy people, people who could stand before him without any fault. And before the world was made, God decided, are you seeing this? Before the world was made, God decided to make you his child through Christ Jesus. Now, this was what God wanted. It's not about you, it's all about God. This is what God wanted and it pleased him to do it. And this brings praise to God because of his wonderful grace. God gave us that grace freely. God gives us everything that he gives us for free, unearned, unmerited, undeserved. And he gave us that grace in Christ Jesus, the one that he loves. So what does this have to do with prayer? Let me explain. So when you pray, I'm, I'm telling you that you have to pray from a position of grace. So praying from a position of grace means that you believe that God has already provided what he's telling you to pray for. He's already provided it for you in eternity. He, it's already done, right? He, he's already 
provided everything that you would ever need to accomplish his will in the earth. He's And he's already deposited inside of you everything that you would ever need to become the man, the woman that God called you to be. So when you pray from this perspective and you know that it's already done, it's much different. This is a way different way to pray than the way that I was raised to pray. I was raised to pray from a position of need. When I prayed from a position of need, I was coming to God praying like I don't have it. I was like, God, I need you to give me this. God, I need you to give me that. God, would you please do this? God, would you please do that? And so I was praying from a position of need, not from a position of grace. When you pray from a position of grace, that means that you're not trying, you're not praying, trying to get God to move. You're not praying, trying to get God to do it. You believe it's already done. You believe that in eternity, God already said it. He already revealed it. He already prepared it. He already did it. And so now you're not praying to get God to do it. You're praying, believing that God already did it in eternity. And it's only a matter of time before it manifests in the earth realm. So when you pray from a position of grace, you are not praying for the victory. You are praying from the victory. You see what I'm saying? You're not praying for the end state. You are praying from the end state. You already seen the end state. You already believe that God has already provided it. So now I'm praying to come in agreement with what God already provided because it's already done. You got it? Well, I'm going to keep teaching because I got to keep going so you can get it. I have to give it to you from a bunch of different perspectives. Number three, when you pray from a position of grace, you are praying from God's perspective of you, God's perspective of your life. So don't pray. So let me just say this about that. Don't pray as if God doesn't already know what you're facing. Like it's not news to God. Like don't, don't spend the first five minutes of your prayer telling God what's going on. Duh. He already knows what's going on. So don't pray. And then don't pray as if God hasn't already equipped you to face what you're facing. God has already equipped you. you he's already given you the grace for it. Uh, don't pray as if God is not in the fight with you. Oh, here's, here's one that I know God doesn't like. Don't ask God to come. Oh God, can you please come help me? Can you please come show up in this? God, I need you to, to come now. I need your presence. I need you. What are you talking about? If you're born again, he's already there. So stop praying like he's not there. I mean, if you're born again, he's in you. So you got to change the, the way you pray, the way you talk, the way you think. Pray. Look, God is in the fight with you. We serve a God who will get down in the fire with you. You are never in a fight that God's not in it with you. You are never facing something that God is not on you and in you and with you and for you. Do you not believe the word? He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never turn my back on you. I will never relax the grip that I have on you. So when you face something, don't pray as if this thing is going to destroy you. No, God. Don't, oh, God, can you believe? What are you talking about? God is on you. God is in you. God is with you. When you pray like that, you are showing God that you have no confidence. You have no confidence that he is with you. You have no confidence in him or his power or his ability or his strength. See, when you pray from a position of grace, you are praying from God's perspective. And so from God's perspective, dog, okay, yeah, maybe without God, this thing would destroy me. But with God, nothing can destroy me because God is in me. Therefore, destroying me would mean destroying God and nothing can destroy God. So let me pray from God's perspective. Let me pray knowing that God is on me and with me. And let me pray knowing that God has seen me through. Matter of fact, let me pray knowing that God would never allow me something that uh, to face something that I cannot handle. Therefore, if I'm facing it, it means that God trusts me with it. Oh, God, thank you for trusting me with this thing. There was a time in my life where I think this thing would have destroyed me. But obviously, you trust me with it now. So, Father, I, I don't know how it's going to work out, but I know it's going to be good. So, 
Father, I thank you that since you're on me and in me and with me and for me, and you will give me the words, you will perform the work, you will open doors. I don't know how this thing is going to turn out, but I know it's going to turn out for my good. I know the enemy rose his ugly head, but God, God, Father, I thank you for taking what the enemy meant for evil and turning it around for my good. No, I'm talking about when you pray like that, you have faith, you have hope, you have love, you have excitement because you know that God is with you. You got it? Number four, I have to keep going because I need you to get this thing. Don't pray from a position of need. Let me, let me drive home this point again. If you start your prayer like, God, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Then you're basically saying that you don't already have it. So you're praying from a position of need, not from a position of grace. So you're praying actually from a position of doubt and not from a position of faith. Because you're, you're not believing what God has already provided. God has already deposited in you everything that you would ever need. All things that pertain unto life and godliness, God has already given you. He gives you all things richly to enjoy. He did this by his grace. God gives you everything that you would need to accomplish his kingdom plans and purposes. So when you pray from a position of grace... You're praying, I'm coming in agreement. Father, I don't know. This thing came up and now I have to go into this meeting and these people expect me to do this. And I sometimes feel like I'm not qualified, but Father, you qualified me. And so, so I am qualified because I'm qualified of you. I, I'm not, I don't know what to do in this situation, but you can give me wisdom that exceeds my education and experience. So I'm going to walk into this meeting knowing that you are with me. I'm taking God into the meeting with me. And so Father, as I go into this meeting, you give me the words and you perform the work. From the foundations of the world, you already you already showed me how this business is going to be successful. So right now in this season, dealing with COVID-19, dealing with a global economic downturn has been difficult. But Father, you've already shown me what's on the other side of the challenge. You've, you've already revealed to me what's on the other side of the storm. So there's no way that I can lose and there's no way that I can quit. So Father, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my confidence in you and you show me and you speak to me and you reveal to me and you will lead me concerning what to do and how to do it. See, God would never withhold anything from you that he already planned. But this is why you got to hear from God. So let me make this point before I move on. Frustration sets in. This is why people leave the church. This is why people leave God. You know why? Because they say God didn't do something that God never promised for, uh, to do in your life. Frustration sets in when people make a demand on God to do something that's not theirs. If it's not yours, it's not yours. Listen, if, if, if you see God do something for me and then you say, God, I want you to give me what you gave Rick, but it was never God's will for him to do that in your life, then you can fast, you can pray, you can fast till you starve, but you can't make God do it. You, it frustration sets in when you're making a demand on God for something that's not yours to have. So, so discernment is the key to prayer because you need to know what to ask for. I'll keep driving this point home. All right. Number five. You must understand who is responding to whom. This is a key point. When you pray, you got to understand who's responding to whom. Let me explain. So don't think that when you pray, God is at your beck and call. Like, I don't know. I think that some people think that when they pray, God is like, yes, sir. What would you need, son? What would you like me to do, daughter? No, God is not your servant. God is not at your beck and call. God is not there to just do whatever comes out of your mouth. <laughs> no, I don't know. How, that's a warped perspective of God. When you understand God's grace and that he already made plans for you from the foundations of the world, you realize that you are responding to God. God is not responding to you. 
No, you're responding to God. So let me use the day that I was born again as an example. Let's, and you think about it for you. For me, it was August 27, 1995. So the day that I was born again, what happened was I, I, I realized that, hey, Jesus died for my sins. I have been told that all my life. But for whatever reason, on that night, it was like, okay, now it's real to me. And so I accepted Jesus as Lord. I accepted Jesus as Lord. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, by faith. So it was by faith. I'm saved by grace, but I accepted it with my faith. So on the day that I was born again, right, all I did was receive what God had already provided and then accepted or exercised my faith to receive or to tap into God's grace. And that's how, that's how prayer works, right? It's not like the day that I was born again. So August 27, 1995, it wasn't like I said, Hey God, I want to receive salvation, eternal life. And it wasn't like that moment. God says, Oh, let me go get Jesus to die on the cross for you. No, it was already done. All I did was receive what was already provided. All I did was I came into the revelation of it and then I accepted it, and then I exercised my faith to receive what God had already provided. So number six, last thing, and maybe maybe you'll get it on this number six. Effective prayers are prayed in faith from a position of God's grace, right? So God does everything by grace. We do everything by faith. Our faith taps into his grace. So let me keep explaining this, and then, you know, I think you're going to get it. So just like with salvation, you use your faith to tap into God's grace to receive what he already provided. God has already set up your success. Look at me. I want you to get this down in your heart. Stop worrying. Everything you need, everything you need, everything that pertains into life and godliness for you, everything you need to become the man, the woman that God called you to be, everything you need to be successful in this planet, everything you need has already been stored up for you. And everything you need to become, like on the inside, has already been deposited inside of you by God's grace. Therefore, your faith life and your prayer life cannot be about you. It can't be about selfish desires. It can't be about what you want. It has to be about what God wants, what he already planned. See, this is why revelation or discernment is a crucial part of prayer. You must know. You must have the ability to discern, to receive, to listen to the Holy Spirit so he could tell you what God already provided. And when God reveals to you that he already provided it for you in the spirit realm, then your faith is not, okay, now what do I need to do? Faith is something you say. Faith is something you do. Faith is a seed that you sow based on what God revealed to you that's already yours, that is already provided. And when you pray, you're praying, you're coming in agreement with what God has already done. See, when you pray and you use your faith to access what God has already provided, then your faith will tap into God's grace and you will experience God's best on this planet. As I close, let me just say this. God's God's grace has declared that 2021 is a season of new levels. Like, so, so now what does that mean? That means that now we have to exercise the faith to tap into those new levels. Our faith is tapping into what God has already provided. And so, but you still have to ask, you still have to do, you still have to do something. Remember, you have not because you ask not. All right. I, I, I don't know if I'm done with this prayer topic. Maybe I'll move on. Obviously, I could teach on this thing for weeks, but uh, this may be it. I may, I may move on tomorrow, but if I do, may, this is a message that you might need to get down in your heart. So listen to it again and get this really down in your heart. You have to understand that God has already provided. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a year of new levels for me. 
you have revealed to me who I am. And I am walking out your reality for my life in times and seasons, in levels and stages. Now, in this season of new levels, I am ready to do everything you've called me to do. As I launch out in faith, I don't do to get you to move. I don't do to attempt to force your hand. I don't command you. You command me. I move because you reveal to me what's already done. <laughs> I move because you already moved. I do because you've already done. So I provide the faith in the earth because you have provided the grace from heaven. This is how I lay hold of what you have already planned. And this is how praying this way will help me to level up in every area of my life. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. If you want my notes, go to todaysword.org. Click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. But listen, I want you to do two things for me. Number one, if this message has been a blessing for you, then leave me some comments in the chat. I like to go back and I read all the comments on Facebook, YouTube, all of that. So I read the comments. So leave me a comment in the chat. And then number two, please share this message on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, go to youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina. Subscribe, hit the bell icon so you can be notified when we go live. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Level up your prayer life. This is how we have to do this on purpose. Progress is not going to happen by happenstance. Progress only happens on purpose. I love you and God loves you too. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.